Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. And we're here. Oh, hey, George. Hey, we're both we're both running behind schedule today. Eh? Yeah, I was I was here on time, but then I uh, accidentally touched my computer and it turned itself off. So here we are and, 15 minutes later. <laughs> Yep, and I forgot that this was happening, but that is not uh, uh, a slight on our guest. Dan, tell the people who's in the room with us. Oh, we have Jamie Pappas. Hey. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Hey, everybody. Oh, I'm doing great. It's okay that George forgot about me. Everything's fine. I forget a lot, a lot of things. Yeah, the, ru- <laughs> the running gag is to call my fiance by the, nice, by the wrong name when I, when I mad at her. <laughs> What a fun gag. A classic. What's a, yeah, such a, classic. a fun classic. I feel like every time Listen. you talk about a bit that you and Casey have, I'm like, are you guys okay? <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> I just have this bit where I'm just mean to her. <laughs> yeah. Your girlfriend's mean to me. What's the difference? Yeah, but I'm nice to her. <laughs> Mostly. Probably not. <laughs> I think I think that's Is what she like needs. Is it like an alter ego name when they're angry at you, or you just pick a different name every time? It's usually it usually involves me forgetting something and I go like, George, you forgot to you forgot to fold the laundry. Now the bed is covered in laundry. And I was like, listen, Cassidy, I'm not very good at this. And my girl fiance's name is Casey. Uh, and it's just a very seamless, funny bit that uh, I find, I, it find hilarious. <laughs> I find it so good and so and so fun. Um, and, and Cassidy does not. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I bet <laughs> we're having fun. Well, welcome to the show. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. You know, just finished up work, so zoom, 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 and here we are in another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh no, this wish, is a fun, you know the fun kind. It, this is a good one, but <laughs> we'll I, find I, out. <laughs> we'll see. So uh, far, no, so I'll, far. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish that there was like. Like a no, because that sounds too sexual. I wish there was like a zoom after dark where like the <laughs> no, color, no, no, you the color, <laughs> yeah. I like there's Is like, that like why your shirt's you off? do, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that, that's just because he was eating. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's just, I just wish that like you go to zoom meetings all goddamn day, all goddamn day. It's the same thing. And then as soon as it's like fun zoom, you like hit a button, you get all like the fun old school uh, photo booth apps from a MacBook, and you just kind of mess around with your friends there and you just make it fun. Like it's just zoom after dark is a more laissez faire, silly time. And because corporate America has co-opted zoom as is it? Hey, look, there it is. <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> that was the most fun thing I could come up with on short notice. <laughs> That's great. I have a well dog done. with flowers on my screen. Zoom after dark, everybody. <laughs> Zoom after I dark. Had, I had a coworker that I guess used his work computer at night. So during the pandemic had like a, I guess a fun Zoom after dark with friends. And then in the morning didn't change his name back. So signed into a meeting and I swear it said like big booty bitch or something and kind of <laughs> nice. quickly change it in the middle of the meeting. So nice. Zoom after dark, I mean, there's a market for it. Here's what I love. So for, uh, beginning of the pandemic, I, I tried to do some of those like Zoom 
open mic shows. Um, and there's a running gag throughout Philly comedy that there's like four white, bald, bearded comedians, and that we're all just interchangeable uh, because we are. And name names. John Deary. <laughs> Uh, and I had changed my name to John Deary, and then he changed his name to George Bruderman. And I just really hoped that he had like an important Zoom meeting the next couple of days, and it just came up as a different name. <laughs> so all of his coworkers would just assume that he's living a lie. <laughs> I was just—I listened to your episode with Kat uh, earlier, and I think there was another John Deary gag you brought up as well. <laughs> John Deary is uh, a great man, uh, and and Kat. I love I love her so much. Yeah, uh, I miss her. I, sh I should text her actually. I'm going to do that now. Yeah, do that now. She'll go never answer go me because she dinner, doesn't text. Cat, do all the things you should have done. Guys, when I'm you busy. thought we weren't recording today. Yeah, <laughs> why don't you two talk? I don't have okay. anything to say. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, you, you want to want to hear something fun? I bought I bought six pairs of pants at Walmart oh. online, and I ordered the wrong pair of pants. But they fit me wait, better wait, than. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Six Ask your questions. Six pairs of the same. Pants Six pairs of the same pants, different colors. Oh, okay. Yeah, different colors. Okay, yeah, okay. not the same exact pants. I, I bought okay. every color that they offered because. Then when you said you Why bought not? the wrong pair, I was like, "How did you buy the wrong pair six different times?" But yeah, now it I makes mean, more look, sense. I mean, I still did. I still did buy the wrong <laughs> pair six times, but they fit me better than the ones that I wanted to buy. So. I don't know. I don't know how I got so lucky. I like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants to myself, and it's great. Wow. That's incredible. And you did it times six, so that's amazing. Yeah, it's going to last There's me so forever. many sisters. Yeah, one yeah, of them is... So many sisters. One of them is David Cross's wife. David Cross is married to one of the sisters of the Traveling Pants? Amber Tamblyn. Yeah. Right? That's, you, that's he's it. married to yeah. Amber Tamblyn? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just found out that Florence Pugh is dating Zach Braff, and that threw me off. Don't love that, that upsets a lot of people, but I couldn't care less. She seems I like somebody who should date yeah. an old man. No, I honestly only made that face because I just saw him on Celebrity Family Feud, and the work he's gotten done on his face made me make that face. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor guy. You get it? No, he's a rich guy, hence him tightening his face too much. Yeah, it was very it was very alarming to see, especially compared to Donald Faison, who clearly has gotten very minimal work done. It looks great. Yeah, he looks exactly like he did man. in Clueless. If you, that, yeah. that Super Bowl commercial, it was like, oh, this is just the guy from Clueless. Yeah, he's just like put on some weight since Remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a good amount, a healthy amount, you know, Yeah, like grown the only man person weight. that's ever. Yeah, you know, there's, it's the only person I've seen pull off like a heavy amount of weight. And still be like, you know what? Now you're just a dad, and I like that. Is my a real father, Brendan Fraser? He he has aged so gracefully into the loving father that I never had. Uh, at a boy, I will say that. I mean, if you talking about gaining weight, I mean, his next role he's like 500 pounds or something, right? Yes. So yes, he yeah. plays a 600 pound recluse. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we we all get there eventually, I guess. We get there, and you know such what? a wild working it wild choice for him to make because he came out with all those allegations and said that's kind of why he pulled away from acting so then to like play someone so depressed on top of that is such a wild swing no no it's just like listen guys i got this yeah. <laughs> i've been practicing yeah <laughs> anyway sorry i have to stop chewing into the microphone 
I was I'm trying so not sorry. to burp, and I felt really rude even mentioning that I was trying not to burp. <laughs> <laughs> we got to, I don't know, we got should to I pull hiccup? Together. Like, we're all making mouth yeah. noises. What's if, next? If you just want to puke real camera. quick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> puke, sneeze, whatever. How about we get our intern out here and we spill, spin our giant magical yeah, let's wheel? Spin let's this do wheel. that. All right, intern. <laughs> oh, the intern spewed. Bros. And we got guarded. Ooh, I got fun one. Yeah, I I like guarded because I feel like guarded. this show often finds people who are guarded because we're asking them about their emotions. True, it's kind of ironic. Come on, open up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, stranger, yeah. tell me about you. Get deep. Did you sign up for this, right? Yeah. So, yeah, what what makes you feel guarded? Well, first, I was gonna say that. Guarded is a good word talking about Brendan Fraser. He that was like seemingly really fitting for that wheel spin. So that was impressive. <laughs> That's um, my real dad. My parents been on the set of Encino Man, and no one can prove it otherwise. <laughs> can your parents prove it otherwise? <laughs> yeah, they they sure would like to try, but I don't recognize them as my legal guardians. Yeah, his mom and dad both say otherwise. But <laughs> yeah, well, I choose I guess- to believe. I guess we said guarded and I immediately deflected. So that makes sense. That seems fitting, yeah, right? right? Oh, it's fitting. I mean, when, when this becomes my turn, that's all I'm going to do. So just yeah. setting the stage for that right now. Yeah, I think guarded is a unique feeling because I talk a lot. So a lot of people think they know me better than they do, or they know real things about me, uh, or that we're friends in general. Uh, but is that just a people hear your jokes thing or like in general in life you talk a lot yeah in general like uh, i'll say i i love greeting people like my my coworkers used to say this that like i was really really good at small talk i'm really good at just going in asking a question remembering one thing about someone but then pulling out of the conversation um kind of like just we were chatting before about the vacation and people not really asking questions and not giving up too much information i think people know my whereabouts but they don't realize (laughs) that they don't know anything about how i feel about Mm. pretty much anything you know i was actually wondering about that of like i'm about to talk to somebody who i barely know and we we talk when we see each other we chat but i've never met you before Yes. I, I, I'm just going to keep booking people that you don't know. It's more fun for me. It's fine. I love to get no people. Yeah. But like, I, I, see, I see your pictures and I see all of the sports things and I'm like, cool, I, I can relate on that. And then I see all the bird pictures and I'm like, where does that come from? <laughs> but I never think to ask. So I, I, it definitely falls in that line of like, oh, yeah, Jamie, she's the one who takes really good pictures of birds. But like, why does she do that? <laughs> What, so you, when you see each other out in the open in Philadelphia, you just don't yell, hey, yo, bird girl. Like, <laughs> you don't just do that? There are probably so many people in Philadelphia who would want to re- be called bird girl. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that I don't usually true. go by bird girl, but um, I was on the, <laughs> the show at Fergie's and Shane O'Connor wrote, like, Ortlieb's bird photography, like, as my credit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Which I had a good laugh reading that. Yeah. Yeah, I do seemingly post uh, a lot. I'm I'm pretty online, as the kids say, I guess. Pretty present online. Uh, But I I don't. You're all children to me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 
we're all, we're all online there. Uh, but I don't think it's funny because, you know, I'll talk to someone and I'll turn around and it's not that like I'm fake or anything. I generally, genuinely do love small talk and getting to know people, but my friends know when I don't like someone. So they'll like see me talk to someone and then they'll turn around and be like, you know, kind of give me that face. Like they know that conversation was probably unpleasant for me, but that person has no idea. Um, I, I just... I've witnessed this a couple of times and it is a joy. <laughs> It is, yeah. it is a hard turn from like the happy face to like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I try to stay positive. I don't know what's going on. Other people are guarded as well. You, I have no idea what's going on in someone else's house. So it does not bring me anything to be rude or dismissive of other people. Uh, but sometimes people take my friendliness as friendship and it is tough. <laughs> mm. I don't think I've I ever something... heard that sentence before and I kind of love it. Like that friendliness doesn't mean I like you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that harkens back to like the time when you could be friendly and you could understand the distinction. I don't mean to like be get all Andy Rooney here, but <laughs> like I would imagine you meet someone at a bus stop and you go like, hey, it's nice, like nice weather we're having. You strike up a conversation. You're not friends with that person immediately afterwards. But I want to be. Yeah, but like nowadays where it's like, oh, they're not looking at their phone. Yeah. Now it's time to get to know them on now a deeper level. <laughs> and like and so now you're like attributing subtle eye contact to being like meaning so much more, you know? Well, and yeah, I, I agree with that fully because I think I, I try to make people feel welcome and included, especially now Shaylin and I run an open mic. And uh, she and I have, we get along great, very different personalities. I am often saying hi to people. And then when they keep talking, she's like, well, that was your fault. You said hi to them. <laughs> I'm like, that is my true. goodness, That's can I you. just say hi to someone and keep it going? No. <laughs> it does crack no. me up when she, yeah. No. Apparently you can't. I, and I don't know if that's, like you're saying, things have just changed so much and people are online and they, they think any in-person interaction means friendship. It's uh, it's unique and to the point before is also no one asks me questions. They're just so surprised that yeah. humans talking that they just let me go. I ask two questions, I learn something, and then I leave. So the next time I see them, I refer to the whatever they said. I mean, it's a very textbook small talk, and then I'm in and out. Uh, but in that in in today's day and age, that is huge that you could recall yeah. Yeah. a conversation you had in a dim lit open mic, like. I'm sure I'm sure I've heard the same 12 stories from the same four people. Those are my favorite years. people to have small talk with. And when when you know they don't yeah, give a shit and every that single who they're time. talking to, I love talking to those people. <laughs> yep. I will say I'm, I'm still pretty honest with people. I know that <laughs> yeah. like I don't try to keep it like fluffy. The the thing that I found especially as the world becomes more online like over the last 2 years of just every interaction is online, it feels more like conversations never end that like we're always in yes, this moment yeah. stopped but like i could talk to somebody in person and then they walk away and normally that's the end of a conversation and next time you see them it's the start of a new conversation but now it feels like they're not even saying hello or goodbye anymore they're just picking up where they left off regardless of like 
how much time was in between. I've been catching myself where I'll say, how are you doing? Like, how's it going? And then I'm like, I don't know why I asked you that, especially when it's the other open micers. Cause I'm like, I either saw you last night or I know exactly what you did. Cause you boasted it. Um, so it eliminates yeah. that factor of that. Um, cause it feels like, you know, so much, but do, do we know anything? Is everyone guarding? Just why anytime I have met someone and the next time I see him, I always start this, the, the conversation with. So anyway, <laughs> You know, that's, that's all. Just let's pick up right where we live out. So anyway, uh, it just, it works. I'm mm. telling you. I believe Yeah, it. I mean, I'm looking for some new tactics. I don't want people to, I appreciate that people think I'm kind, but um, I don't want to be friends with so many people. <laughs> <laughs> it's that is tough. the plight of an open mic house, though. Like, that, that just comes with mm -hmm. the territory of, like... I will say, no one's trying to be my friend. They're just trying to get up on the list. <laughs> Oh yeah, they they want to be like first five. That that's yeah, that's you it. You would be surprised. If I'm nice enough. Well, I would, that's what I was gonna say. Is you'd be surprised that they don't try to be nice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I ran an open mic before I had any business even doing comedy, and there was nobody. Nobody treated me with any sort of like niceness or respect, and like. Yeah, I didn't treat them with any of it either. And like eventually, they all became friends with me because they realized that they had to be nice if they wanted stuff. But it all worked out. I'm friends with them all still. Yeah. It was a yeah. It was growing pains. <laughs> I uh, I ran. I I helped run an open mic that um, uh, has a reputation. So therefore, like fresh into the scene, running an open mic, I have no business running. That everyone has these expectations for. Uh, no, you don't get any respect, and they know how scared you are when you're running the Raven <laughs> Lounge. It's a nightmare. I regret it so much. I don't regret it. I had a great time, but. <laughs> Running an open mic and having like, I I will call it power. There's power in that. I hated that aspect of it. I hated the fact that like you are now a part of this. I think that's, and, it, it's tough because there is some weird power dynamic with it where you're in control of something um, that people want. That's all it is. But I think just to like circle it back to the feeling of guarded is especially with comedy, everyone gets on stage is vulnerable, but you don't know what's true. You don't know what's a lie. You don't know what's a made up story. You don't know what they're taking from someone else. And then when you talk to them off stage, I'm often like, I have no idea what was real or not. So I keep most feelings and things guarded mm -hmm. unless they're very obvious. Like unless it's like obvious that someone annoyed me and other people saw it happen or something, there was something happened. But it's all, we're all, I like to think, you know, people hear my comedy, I talk about dating, I talk about this, that, but I don't talk about that with people that I don't, uh, I'm not close with or don't trust um, yeah. in any, I'll have mm -hmm. general conversations, but it's not like I think anybody knows what really goes on in my private life. Uh, that's an ideal way to do that because I've seen hundreds of comedians over the years that were like i'm just gonna tell you about my personal life and that's the punchline yeah. yuck yuck and it's like oh but no is please it no. funny that i'm so sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah classic i think you know when i think about it someone i was talking to someone recently and they were like no i know you pretty well and i was like name three things and they were like sports birds and you do comedy and i was like did you look at my Instagram? Did you just look, pull up Instagram and just yell out the first three things you saw? Yeah, that's, um, that's the three I would have got. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair because I see you in like public spaces and groups like, yeah. and we chat and we have good combo and then we go home and then we continue the combo next time we see each other.
Yeah. Like normal people. <laughs> right. It would be very weird if I was like, how's your day? And you're like, well, I cried this morning and my family this. <laughs> Yeah, keep it, it, it to funny. yourself. Keep it guarded. <laughs> if if that happened, I would probably tell anybody who asked. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I I do there is a part of me that does enjoy that, but as a way to be guarded. Like honesty as being guarded. If if that's a thing of like, hey, how's it going? Oh man, I cried today. I'm just not feeling, you know. And, and that's a way for them to never <laughs> talk to me again. Like the end goal is to just over exaggerate my emotions until they're like, listen, don't don't yeah. talk to George. I also think with being guarded or just, I guess, comedy people assume extroverts a lot, and I don't even think like people can be really categorized one or the other. But then to the bird photo point, people think I like love being with other people and need to be in big groups and things. I spend most of my weekends alone and I choose to do that. Uh, like I get up early in the morning. I do activities like photography related things by myself for hours and hours and hours. Um, no phone, chilling. Uh, people, that sounds I think, amazing. <laughs> but flip side is people think I'm always with other people and always doing things. And, you know, I have friends that are like, I won't hear from in a while. And they're like, Oh, we just assume you're doing stuff. I was like, I'm just literally like basically just talking to a turtle for four hours this morning. <laughs> I, I, I relate to that really, really strong. Cause all of my friends, I have like a bunch of different friend groups and all of them think the other group is just like the coolest group of people. And that I must be hanging out with them. <laughs> And I'm not with any of them most of the time. But like, they're always like, yeah. yeah, we didn't even bother to ask you to go do this thing that we know you would have loved because we just assumed you were with these other people. Like, right. you could have you asked. I probably would have said no. I like doing nothing more. Right. But like, you could have asked. <laughs> yeah, I have like a group of friends who I've known for a while and I'll send them all my comedy stuff with no pressure, no expectations. But I like that better, just sending it to them. Like, there's no, like, trying to, like, force the plans or anything. I'm like, here, this is what I'm doing. You're welcome to come if you're around. Like, no pressure either way. But this is what it is. The invite is always open. Uh, it's always tough when you see friends, like, mm -hmm. went out after. And then you're like, what the hell, guys? And they're like, yeah. oh, we assumed you did something. And I was like, well, I didn't. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, uh, I I I do have experience in that of the of the uh, you know like other people the other people's assumption of being a comedian or being an artist or being a musician and just sort of assuming well like well he couldn't possibly be doing anything right now or like he could be like, he's very clearly busy. So there's no reason to think that he wouldn't be. And like, Oh, it's my yeah. one day off or like, Oh, it's like my one time where I can and want to, but nothing to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're I cried a good couple of times in a while. <laughs> parking lot. It's tough because I think we reflect on that because I would never do that. Like I never think like, Oh, they're probably busy. I won't even shoot them the text. I just shoot the text. Like, and then you can preface mm -hmm. it with like, I, you know, no, no worries on like if you want to come or not, or if you need a night off, but this is what the plan is. I think people get wrapped up in the saying uh, no. aspect of, Hey, you don't know, like of, of, Hey, no pressure. 
and taking that as oh, there's pressure well, now. You do comedy. Oh, try- How many times do you nice. get when you're in a show, like in the hour of day of a show you've been promoting for a while, and all the people that said they were coming, and then all of a sudden, ten people are like hour before excuses. I'm like, did you guys think I couldn't handle you saying no? Because it's <laughs> that was yeah. not on me. Yeah. Every comedy show, every music show, anything. It's always like, oh, sorry. Like, bass player is supposed to be here. We were supposed to practice. That's why I was kind of uh, freaking out because we had this. But, like, he was supposed to come over yesterday, too. And then we got a call 10 minutes before he was supposed to be here. We're like, oh, damn. That, that's the only yeah, time it bothers me. I never get that. Like, Tell me from the beginning. You were, yeah, you were never mm-hmm. going to do it. Like, you were never going to. You might have what? wanted to, but you were never going to. And I'm wondering, like, what that is in terms of being yeah. guarded. Like, are they trying to protect your feelings? And they think, like, oh, if I do that, it's better that way? Because I don't think that's ever better, like, waiting till the last minute to do that to someone. Or are they, like, trying to guard, like, their embarrassment or shame that they couldn't commit to plans? Like, I'm, I can never figure out what it is with people that do that, the cancellation last minute. I think... It has more to do, again, working it back to technology of the the maybe button <laughs> on an event. Like you hit the maybe, so it shows that like, yeah, I might go to this, and it shows like the numbers go up, and he gives the person that put on the event like a little bit more of a like, oh, they're considering, but like it's not for you and it's not for them. They're just they want to go. The intention is they do want to go. I think it eases the pain later on i'm a planner i've always been that way i have limited time everything i do like i said i like my me time i like doing certain activities every week uh my weeks are booked out so whenever someone gives me a maybe i just take it as a no and keep on moving because i'm like i don't if you don't respect Mm -hmm. my time or don't have the time to figure it out or at least I, I'm completely flexible and understand when things come up. But when people are like, yeah, I could. I'm like, okay, bye. That's a no. <laughs> like yeah. moving on. I'll find someone else that wants yeah. to go wholeheartedly or can commit. Or I'll wait if you have a reason why you're still deciding. Even if so, it's someone's like, I might be tired that night. Like I would love to go. Like I'll wait on that kind of answer. But I hate like a, oh yeah, I'll try. <laughs> do you think your yeah. ability to do things by yourself makes it easier to just kind of pass those people off they're like a maybe means they're like all right so i might see them or i might not but i'm still going to do the same thing yeah it does and it's it's not always great it's not always a positive thing i think you know one of my good one of my best friends recently just asked me what i want to do for my birthday this year and i said i i'm probably going to go on a trip by myself because i can't i don't have the patience to wait to get multiple adults to get on the same wavelength as me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I used to travel all the time mm-hmm. by myself and it was the like most fun I ever had. And like, there were some of like the most like down depressed moments of like, man, this thing is so cool when I'm by myself, but that, that passes so quickly. Yeah. I went on a trip, uh, most recently in September by myself. And, um, I was like, had those moments for a second, like a day. I think it's just eating alone every meal for like five yeah, days. You're like, yeah. okay. Like, it would be cool to talk to a human right now, but it's fine. Um. Yeah, I remember like <laughs> last time I went to LA by myself, I, I had time to kill between places I was staying and 
just had my stuff and didn't feel like trying to find a place I could go to like house my stuff and like be somewhere. So I just went to a park and took a nap. And I was mm. like, this is a really depressing moment on paper. <laughs> but if I were with somebody, I wouldn't get to have this experience. And I'm kind of happy that I get to have this experience. Yeah. I like that a lot. I uh, I have to go for work, but I'm going to Austin, and then immediately after I have to go to Germany, and I am looking forward to going and trying to let that guard down and just sort of experiencing people at that moment, uh, because I really a I really don't want to just sit around with my other coworkers that are going with me, and we just have the same conversations, and everything like I want a new experience, but also. I think it's healthy to do that. I think it's healthy to get out of it and be uncomfortable in that and have those moments that you otherwise wouldn't have because of your your status quo. Yeah, I mean, you got to spend some time doing stuff on your terms. Like if, if you take mm-hmm. a full trip and you do nothing for yourself, like what is the point of a vacation? <laughs> like, yeah. I will say I should have the caveat of the trip I went on. I was at a bird watching lodge in Costa Rica and I was for a few nights that I was there. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying that I was completely alone. Like, so I didn't even have certain experience where I was like, um, like there were guides there. So there was one guy who would like come down and like, because it was, it was the, the lodge, I guess the hotel was really small. It only was like for 14 guests. So most of the nights I was there, I was the only guest there. Um, and they do like communal meals. Like literally they would ring a bell at like 7am, 12 and 7pm for their meals. Cause there were trails to go hike off of the uh, property. So he was pretty much the only human I talked to for a few days, uh, which was a unique experience. <laughs> wow. There used to be a comedian. Uh, I, I should reach out to him because we were very, very close. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, people kind of they went back to their parents' houses and then you kind of they, they became more guarded. <laughs> exactly. Very guarded. Um, but he would go on these like silence retreats. I just met someone that told me he did one of those. Yeah. Was it a short fella <laughs> from Boston? Short fella from Miami. So he, so oh, okay. he moved. So okay. it, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't Thomas Bachman. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Bachman, I, I I miss him dearly. I believe he now lives. No, I think he lives in Spain now. Wow. Actually, he's like this world traveler. He used to have a, a character that he would do on stage where he'd be like a YouTube celebrity. So he would just get on stage and do the like, make sure you grab that subscribe button, guys. Like, it's really important. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to tell you about my week, but like, listen, it's so important. It helps with the, the views. If you just like, you know, hit that subscribe, leave a comment. And he would do that for five minutes and then get off stage. Really uh, funny. And he made a series of videos where his brother got married in India. So it went, <laughs> so he flew to India and then made a, a video. His character's name was Tater Tot. Uh, and Tater Tot goes to Indiana and it was just a dumb American <laughs> in New Delhi. <laughs> Just wandering around, being like, I do not see where the Indy 500 is. Where's this, the this must be the Indy 500. It's just this, yeah, like it's just the speedway is just this hyper busy street in the middle of India. Uh, but I say that because he. He was someone that like, yeah, he he valued that time and understood like the things he needed to get to in order to 
be like feel the most fulfilled. He understood that being guarded and being alone were two very different things, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I should text him. <laughs> Today's full I of I think I, I let my guard down. I, I, I probably came off super unhealthy. I go to therapy. Don't worry. I let my guard down when it's appropriate. Sure. I think that line, because we talked about like online culture and just people oversharing everything, but not sharing the truth, like people making their lives look perfect on social media, but you have no idea what's actually going on. I think I share things on social media. I don't think they like, it's generally just my photography. I'm not trying to make my life seem perfect. I'm not doing anything crazy. But at the same time, I'm definitely open with my like close friends. Like I can be vulnerable and open with them. But I do talk to a million people because of mics and things. Exactly. Um, and those people, I say like, hey, what's up, idiot, and then go home. Yeah, and it's fair to be guarded in that respect because, like, you don't owe those people anything. And most of them are out of yeah. their minds. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's for your <laughs> Very own safety true. to be guarded at an open mic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to someone that does comedy this week. And he was talking about dating hey, other comics. And I said, I, <laughs> no. And I was yeah. saying that I, I was saying I don't date other comics. I don't go out with comics. And he was like, why? Blah, 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 blah. Like we were on the same wavelength, but we were all kind of like the same kind of weird kind of thing. And I was like, well, first off, it's just so different for a woman. There's one of me for every 25 of you. Yeah. Um, and then I was also like, it's such an odd, it's almost like dating someone you met in like group therapy. Like you're definitely (laughs) not supposed to do that. Like the parts of the person that they've shared are not the parts you would normally meet when you're trying to like become friends with someone and like gradually like grow into a relationship. You meet very bizarre parts of this person up front. Um, I didn't explain that to him because it's like the third comic that's asked me out and I've said (laughs) no, and then they've doubled down on why I should do it. Come on. I, I, uh, I love that because like, obviously he was asking for himself, but the way it's phrased is never like, hey, let's go out on a date. It's always phrased as like, do you like maybe consider the idea of dating comics something you might want to do? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And now, no. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I when I started doing stand up, I. I appreciated the idea of finding my people, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I love the beautiful weirdos of the world that every other person in their friend group does not understand how you could possibly get on stage and be vulnerable. I I love those people because I'm those people. However, the idea of spending the rest of my life potentially with that per- like you need something else you need that you I feel need like, like i should you know. jump in in this conversation no <laughs> just just to be a detractor maybe just for a second <laughs> everything okay, you're both saying makes sense yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we, we also met mostly not at mics and stuff like i i yeah, met her right. at, a, at a party in a normal way you meet people totally kind of way right? <laughs> yeah that is different right. Yeah, what I'm saying is that like different part of yourself. Yes, me and Casey met while playing uh like a a music show. We're both musicians. Huh? It's it's Casey. It's Casey, but it is spelt wrong, and I will I will make sure that everyone knows that. Uh, but 
What's spelled wrong? C A I S Y. Casey like Daisy. Yeah, Casey like Daisy. Uh, it's wrong. I have to say um, her name wrong to say her title or her <laughs> handle, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, we met because we got booked on the same show and we had mutual friends. That's how who introduced us. And they're like, oh, you got to play the show. Uh, and then that worked. However, if if my life was I go out, I hit the road, I tour, I come home. You know, like it's my whole life is revolving around that. And another person's whole life is revolving around that. That's a tough mesh. And I think that's the same thing with comics. I find because, it very easy. <laughs> yeah. Where they're like, they're like you can you can run off and, and, and do a bunch of mics together. And, and that's great. Uh, but towards the end, you're like, you're being vulnerable in front of a little too many people. And again, Dan, we're not talking about you, Mac. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> it is possible. You are the enigma. Yeah, Jamie, you should go date those weirdos. <laughs> date those weirdos. Name names. I'll give. I'll tell you yeah. who's the best one to date. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I'm, I think it's rude that you think I, you know, that they're in my league, but it's fine. I'll move on. I, um, I, I think for me, it's like, you date someone when it clicks it clicks like you hang out with someone if it works like if i met someone where it worked it, it works great um but it is nice to have the excuse to say i don't date comics it's like a very easy way to tell someone that's super unstable that i don't want to go out with them yeah um, tell them to stop being and a also, and also i feel like you'd run into things like where casey on her first date she had to like break it to me that you know she reads tarot and has psychic things uh and you just kind of have to be like okay like all right what were, and it, what were things you had to break to her though i'm a comedian all right hold on let's take, let's take a break <laughs> come back i want to hear all about it okay <laughs> all right if elvis and buddy holly are the cane and abel of rock and roll bruce springsteen and zachariah Iggy Pop is Methuselah. Of course, Neil Young is the wise prophet Ezekiel. What does that make Get in the Garage? Well, I think that makes Get in the Garage the one-stop shop for all know-how, history, countdowns, disagreements, agreements, and pretty much everything that you want you, you want to hear about music. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. A music program from the Wasted Robot Network. I was just learning to love. <laughs> Hey everyone, Danny here with Plugs. You can find Jamie's stand-up dates and bird photography on her Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-A-M-A-L-E-A. You can catch her at Ortlieb's every Tuesday and with their monthly show. You can get all the information you need about that on Instagram at The Wet Show Philly. You can see me doing stand-up this week on the 24th at 8.15 at the Interstate Draft House. A lot of great comics on that show. Definitely recommend coming out to it. It's going to be an awesome time. As for George and I, we are at Feel Feelings Pod. You can find that on all the platforms. Please like, share, tell everybody that you like it and that you're listening. Subscribe, write a review, do all that fun stuff. 
Wasted Robot stuff, you can check out all the other podcasts on the network by following Wasted Robot on social media. All the stuff is linked there. A couple cool music shows. We have Real Chills. And definitely check out the albums that we've put out. You can find all of that stuff at WastedRobotRecords.com. I think that is it for the week. Back to the show. All right, George, what's wrong with you? <laughs> There's so many things wrong with me. What, what's your, your Jerry Springer baggage show? What are, you, what are you rolling out in your luggage or whatever? Can I say that I used to watch that show Stoned a lot in college, and one dude was voted off because he didn't clean his ears. Wait. <laughs> like, that was, that was his first bag, and they opened <laughs> it up, and it was like, I don't clean my ears. And he meant with Q-tips, but, like, he gets a piece of tissue in there and tries to clean it out a little bit. That's but- worse. He explained it after the fact. It was just like, now immediate out. Immediate out. Uh, so here's uh, back to the question at hand. Um, Casey is a beautiful woman, and I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with her. Uh, and However, one, of the reasons, <laughs> one of the reasons why I truly believe that she regrets. is. Yeah. <laughs> no, is she was able to look at a bald bearded guy who wants to be a comedian and living with two other dudes in a cheap South Philly apartment and was like, yeah, just pursuing this week's dream, you know, and then did that for three years. And she went, okay. You know, like you can't blame someone like you can't, you can't be angry at someone for not buying your bullshit. If you're buying their bullshit, does that make sense? Like, I like I think you're trying to say that her stuff is bullshit. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying my yeah, stuff no is bullshit. What you're saying. I'm saying that like, let's say she liked you. She likes me, and that's great. <laughs> I don't know why. I've never understood. Don't try to figure that yeah, out. The yes, more exactly. you talk about it, the more I'm like, you should just let this be. <laughs> I'm getting stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I if like I'm trying to think of a good analogy. If if there are two people in a relationship and one thoroughly believes in Bigfoot and the other person uh, has never done it before, but wants to be a race car driver or a drag race driver, and that's their hobby. And their other hobby is Bigfoot searching. You can't. Oh, wait, that, that that's not. <laughs> Two different people. That's one person is that's big, the, Bigfoot hunting. One drag person racer? is Bigfoot hunting, and one person is drag racing. Right? Okay, I, they I want to have a relationship. Lost in the middle there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And those and those people want to to be together. Well, they're not There's interfering a, hobbies. You can you can Bigfoot hunt anywhere. You can drag race. If you drag yeah, race to the to woods, move. it'll scare the Bigfoot away. No, if they move somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, close enough to a track, but like close enough to look for Bigfoot, you said, correct? Yeah. They can make it work. I guess they can make it work. They just, just get a cabin that's equidistant from like the last sighting and the track. But what if the new sighting pops up and it's farther away from the track? What does this have to do with what we're talking about? I, I, feel like, I feel like, Jamie, you're trying to argue that George just let his relationship be because it's working. And George is like, but what if it's yeah. not working? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been engaged? 
a year and a half year yeah everything's fine everything's fine yeah, you're, I'm fine. You're good. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. So well, you know, we're talking guarded. guarded and, are you feeling yeah, more guarded? I'm the one that's guarded. Yeah, are you feeling Absolutely. more guarded as we press this? <laughs> I think that's part of the fun of the exercise, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. Just to see how, how far I can get into this corner I'm before she comes like, through this door behind me and goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> she's going to be like, this is the one I'm actually going to listen to. <laughs> yeah. She's, she has a little glass up against the door. Uh, no, she listened to hers. Oh, well, that, that was only a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, guarded. I I would agree in, in the sense of like putting up walls and, and being guarded in a lot of facets of my life, specifically music, I would say, uh, for years and years and years, the, like Fight for Your Friends project that I did was... Like, oh, it's very personal. It's very me. This is this is my this is my big uh, my big emotional homage to to of art kind of thing. Um, and then you, you play a couple shows and then you move on from that. And it's and it's you, you put up too much. Uh, isn't it fun when your hobbies become jobs and you just don't get to be passionate about them anymore? Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal. <laughs> People have always asked me that about photography. They're like, why did I never pursue that as a job? And it's exactly that. I never wanted to do something like that's something that's so for myself that I enjoy privately. Yeah. That I never wanted to do that um, in terms of money, especially because the number one way people jump into making money with photography is weddings and engagement photos. Ugh. Shoot me in the face, <laughs> especially with Instagram, where everyone thinks they know how to take a photo and what photo they want. And they want the same thing as everyone else. Yeah, that's right. the biggest bummer about like every single one of those where it's like I, I've seen like the most creative couples that I that I've known in my entire life. And I, I know tons of people who are just creative people and like every one of them, their pictures are like, now hold each other's hands and look over your shoulder. And it's like. Like really? I should take a second to say that I did just recently take engagement photos for two of my good friends and they're beautiful and they're as unique as can be. And I love them. And congratulations, Julie and Sarah. <laughs> I, I will. Congrats I will also you add to it's that, not about you. <laughs> that my future sister-in-law does this as her job. And for our pictures, we, we tried to make them fun. We tried to make like, like yeah you can hold, add personality for sure yeah, like oh hold your hand and then i'll like or like hold hold her shoulders and smile and then you just start like violently shaking uh <laughs> and you get like the natural fun reaction you do do you do high kicks on the beach because fuck it why not is casey okay she's great <laughs> she's fine and if you hear <laughs> you any, go get her <laughs> you want me to call her in here just to no. show that she's okay <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> But if she's too guarded, I understand. Yeah, if she if she is uh, feeling a way about it, tell her to blink twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not performing because I love I love my lady. Oh, so the the performer voice is the one that made us concerned. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. All a bit. As soon as you, as soon as you spoke to her, I was like, oh. Hey, Casey. Can you Hi. can you just say that you're safe and that our bits that we do are for fun? <laughs> well, well casey i would love to hear a bit you play to george because oh, what God. george was saying was that 
sometimes if he's forgetful, he'll call you the wrong name and things like that. But I didn't get to hear any of your side of it. So all of his seemed very negative towards his behavior yeah. towards you. So I would love to hear something you play to him. Yeah, his bit was oh, basically God. like, Casey called me out on doing something wrong, so I was mean to her. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, so I doubled down and got worse. That's all he does. I don't, so I don't think I okay. make jokes at you. I think I'm too nice to you. But you still love me, right? Yeah. I believe that. Okay. I, I've met you See, enough times. I fully believe that. See, he he leads on the comedy, and then I do, I do other art. I'll do music, or I'll do <laughs> cycling, and not comedy. I'm just bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you just deal with George. It's great. Yeah. Jamie, you had a question. I deal with you. Yeah. So he was explaining that he doesn't understand why you fell in love with him, essentially. He was saying he feels pretty guarded about that and that you kind of took a chance on someone who was doing open mics and living in a South Philly apartment with a couple dudes. What was it, if you don't feel guarded to share, what did you, was there, what was it that shone through about him? Well... He... And I, I can cut all of this out if you don't want it yeah. in there. It's no, totally no, fine. I'm just I'm, curious. I'm, this but is totally for fine. my own interest, I am now very interested. <laughs> You're invested <laughs> now. Um, I mean, I would say there was a, there was a lot of time that I had gotten to know George prior to us like dating. Um, we did have a mutual friend and still do. It's like my, my best friend from college, the one mm -hmm. who's always like, all these other men suck, but like. I know this one and he's all right. So maybe you should give it a chance. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'll, I'll trust in that. So I kind of have so that seal of approval. It, That's nice. But yeah, that goes a so long way. Best yeah. friend seal of approval when she's never liked any other guy that I've dated ever. And, um, and throughout the time that George and I were getting to know each other as friends, he, I don't know. He just always gave me like an extra layer of, like comfort and support that like i i didn't like require from him does that make sense like it, yeah. see george you are good yeah he's he's good he's thank good. you that's all we needed i love you so much love you too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you i still don't get it <laughs> see <laughs> It was it was all worth it. I'm glad that we we had that little moment because well, she was totally not guarded. You're right. You are the guarded she's, one. That she is so unguarded. She's so she recently started uh, taking like teaching spin classes in mm -hmm. in New Jersey uh, because she was like, yeah, I want to earn some money for our wedding fund, and I also want to make sure that I'm like you know physically fit for the wedding and everything. So I'm just gonna become a spin instructor. It was essentially like Elle Woods from Legally Blonde being like, what? Like it's hard. She's so unguarded and confident. She can do whatever she wants. And I need that in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, good balance. I had a tremendous respect for the, the roller skating era of Casey's life where I was like, oh, you're just going to roll. People can just roller skate. Yeah. And they're just all of a sudden roller skating. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. People can just do whatever they want. She's still it's doing inspiring. that every once in a while. We're just waiting for the weather to warm up. Yeah, it's bad weather for it. But yeah, bad weather. But yeah, no, she, uh, she, she does what she fucking wants. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Dan, what about you? What makes you feel guarded? Um, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel like it's a it's like a very thin veil of guardedness with me. Where like if somebody's like, how are you? I'm like, good. But if somebody's like, no, like, how are you? 
I will tell them everything. Like there, <laughs> there is no hesitation from like moment to moment of like, oh, if you're showing interest, I'm going to challenge you on this. <laughs> like, how interested are you in that answer? <laughs> Do you ever like, do you ever find the person that goes, you know what, actually, uh, like, let me backtrack oh yeah, here. They, they don't ask again. <laughs> it's kind of like what I was talking about, you know, like, I, I don't want to talk to about. So why don't I unload on you? Uh, just to, so it doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? I'm I'm also so guarded that uh, someone this weekend asked me what I do for work and I've Asked him if it was a bit or if he genuinely was curious. Because I just, it's not so like, I, I don't love talking about work, especially like I hate small talk in that way. Like I like small talk that's it's, like genuinely like, how's your week going? Like, are you looking forward to anything this week? And then move on. But just being like, what do you do for work? I don't care. Yeah. It's Unless very you're passionate strange. about it. <laughs> yeah. Because like every time you've brought up work so far, the the first thought I have is I don't know what she does for work, but it's never been relevant to the story that I'm like, oh, well, if she doesn't need me to know, then I don't need to know. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's one of those things like I have one of those jobs that's like a, a string of buzzwords if I say it out loud. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah like I, I, I don't like talking about work because I'm not technically allowed to, but it's fine. Like, but if somebody were like, no, but like, how is your work day? Like, what is your work day? I like, I could come up with a way to answer that question that wouldn't yeah. violate HIPAA and all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. Right. And mine like, was just that I work from home. So like, I'm on a lot of meetings all day. So yeah, it was a lot easier yeah, like to I, pull around that when I worked at Ikea, where it's like, what do you do for a living? I make fucking boxes. And that was yeah. like my whole gig. And, be able, the and then people man. would be interested and be like, what are you talking about? I cut cardboard for a living. Get out of here. I'm just joking yeah. about this with someone about, you know, there's plenty of memes about it as well, where it's like we all thought like being a marine biologist was a viable job when we were younger. Like it's how <laughs> yeah. few jobs people are aware of. Like, I especially went to marine biology summer camp because <laughs> yes because yes that is a tangible career for someone failing math and science to try to do <laughs> i wanted to be a marine biologist until ninth grade and then i didn't like my biology teacher i still love animals this day and spend so much time outside but i went to i had one bio teacher i didn't like and then it was over and then no. but the point the point there is that there's so many jobs we don't hear about. So when you do hear someone having a job, like that is so necessary, building these boxes and working at Ikea, something we've all used, seen, but never thought about the process. That's why that's interesting. Cause we're it, all thinking like people are only doctors or marine biologists and there's no other jobs. It is interesting. However, the, when they do double down and they're like, Oh my God, what's that like? It's a job. Yeah. It's yeah. a job. Yeah. Like, it's work. because you're in like, because you're in it, you're not, in it in like the right. fantasy land of people of like oh my god i love ikea what's that like it's i fucking i sit and i cut boxes out of cardboard yeah. using a machine like the coolest part picture is that i a get guy building a box you got it it's that's, that that's the whole job picture the cartoon guy on the side of the ikea box like where they show you they like to <laughs> yeah. carry with two people that's your job i'm supposed to get yeah. that tattooed on my body at some point uh I have to Why? reach out to, just because I want to remember my my four oh, the years. Way you said that you're like I'm supposed to. It I'm like supposed to. Well, I I talked it's an about Ikea it. Requirement. Yeah, no, I talked about it with my buddy that's a tattoo artist, and it's on the list of dumb joke tattoos that I am supposed to get. 
similar to the flamingos and the Wawa logo. Just goofs. So uh, you like birds. That's a lot of birds on your arm. It is huh? a lot of birds. Right on the same arm, too. Hmm. Weird. The other birds all are the other arms just all predators. It's all predators. And I, then on I'm the chest is one big bird of prey. They just fight each other. <laughs> yes. You said that you're guarded. Do you answer when people ask what your tattoos? I'm always like, people have tattoos and sometimes have that like, oh, like they won't share what their meaning are. But you obviously want people to look at it and wanted to decorate your body with that tattoo. Will you entertain conversations about your tattoos? I don't mind it. I don't okay. mind it at all because a lot of my tattoos, I think, have like punchlines attached to them. And I like making people laugh. So I don't. Yeah, I know. So I don't mind it. (laughs) So I don't mind it. Like my first tattoo I got, it's a tarot card of the fool from. uh, It's kind of hard to say. There you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I got that a year into doing comedy in Philadelphia. And I thought that's just something to mark the date of like, hey, this is something to do. Well, I guess I will say you could still stay guarded because it keeps the conversation on one topic and can end. Sure. Yeah. It's an external conversation starter that like. You can, you can, oh, you're done talking about the Wawa one? Let's move over to the Flamingo. Do you want to hear about the Flamingo? Flamingo was just because it looked cool. But then my mom asked, like, Mm. what the meaning was. And I was like, ah, Aruba. It's it's for when we go to Aruba. And I love that family time. And I was like, no, I just look neat on the board. So I got that one. Yeah, I I, I like that. I don't mind. But some people are really guarded with it. And and I can understand that, but I don't necessarily agree. I don't. Yeah. You got something actively like, I don't have tattoos, so I don't really want to speak on it. But if you do something to like color on your arm, it's not like an in, internal thing. I think a lot of people like do something like that. Like I, I, someone I knew like dyed their hair or something. They were like, oh, everyone looks at me different, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. You did I an mean, outward change <laughs> to your body. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are different. It right. is like that. That was the goal. The goal was to be different. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. No, I don't mind. I don't mind with the tattoos at all. I there are ones that I've gotten that are very serious. There's ones that you know I've gotten as punchlines. There are one I've gotten because it was fun, and I had. I think uh, Alyssa Truskowski has a great joke about how uh, how they have a, a skull of the Loch Ness Monster, and when people ask them what it means, it's that uh, that they had $200 that Wednesday. Like, yeah, that is, that I've is heard what people means. say that. I'm actually, this is unrelated to guarded feelings or anything, but I, well, maybe a little. He got guarded when I asked him this. I saw the worst. I love bad tattoos. Like, I love seeing bad tattoos. And I saw a horrific tattoo last summer. Tell me everything. I was like, this guy must have lost a bet. I was at this bar in Atlantic City, this beach bar. And I was like, these guys are here in a bachelor party, clearly. And I was like, there's no way this man didn't lose a bet. It was a calf tattoo. And it said recipe for life, like nearly in a Comic Sans-esque font. And literally was like, one shot of family, like a pinch of friendship, like listed out. And I couldn't see the end because it was covered by so they, like, so they got a tattoo yeah. of like a Pier One import sign. Oh my goodness! Down and I, so I asked. I had to ask, I like not the guy directly, one of his friends. And I was like, Oh my god, when did your friend lose a bet? Like, who planned that out? And he's this guy started laughing. He's like, Oh, he didn't lose a bet. Like, he wrote that <laughs> and like planned it and like got it. 
because he was a bartender and it was very meaningful to him. But then after he got it, obviously all his friends roast him about it, but he still has it on his like a full written out recipe for like. That's amazing. And I still think about it. It still like pops in my head That's every so now and much then. better. <laughs> Because I've seen I've seen two that I love to bring up when people talk about bad tattoos. One of them <laughs> is genuinely a bad tattoo. I do not support the tattoo, but it makes me giggle uh, and hope for the end of the world. And it was a couple with matching Mickey Mouse silhouettes with the Blue mm -hmm. Lives Matter flag. Why inside. have I seen something like that before, too? Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, is that one? And then one day I was walking to jose pistolas on what is that chestnut something like that something like that center yeah. city philadelphia uh and i was a, a, a guy he looked like a bike messenger he was sitting on a stoop as you're walking towards i think like 15th and he was on a stoop and his he had like a rips in his jeans you could see that he had a leg tattoo and it was clear enough that it was in this black scratchy like uh, death metal punk rock font and it just said rob thomas <laughs> I, no yes i kind of love that one that's it was so bad but it was so good <laughs> i mean as yeah, soon as you described him as a bike messenger type i knew for sure the tattoo was going to be ironic which yeah i think i'm for i might be pro just, that i don't know he just, I think tattoos are like an interesting like concept with talking about people being guarded because I think a lot of times like tattoo culture it used to be like like strictly punk like rough and tumble kind of like that kind of concept where it was just like you got scary tattoos that like menciling but no one would like talk about it but now I feel like much like online culture everyone posts tattoos and they're meaningful and this and that and like wear outfits to show them off and this and that and uh Dang, I want to talk about one tattoo. I'll wait till we're not recording to tell you about one, but um, <laughs> it just popped in and I, I just don't want to, it to ever come back that I said it publicly. But <laughs> I think it's interesting what people think being like guarded is versus not. Like like you know, memorial tattoos almost. Like mm -hmm. I met a, I'll say this one because he was a stranger. It was like a bouncer somewhere and he had a tattoo of a panda. And his cousin had gotten killed, but his favorite song was like Panda, like that rap song that came out. Really? Okay. And, and he got a big panda on his forearm, which also leads me to have to awkwardly be like, sweet tattoo. Sorry about your cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get in the bar? <laughs> Can I please enter this facility? I saw that uh, song live once. It was awful. He played halftime in the Sixers, Sixers game? game. Yeah. I was at that game. It, it was, was so bad. And I, I like that song too. I was excited that it was like he was like standing and screaming, and everyone was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, he he didn't get the memo that he was going to be a full basketball court length away from the nearest person, so he was trying <laughs> to make the best of it. And I, I don't envy That's... him in that situation, but it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Oh, what a time! What do you think is worse, yeah. bad tattoo or that performance? Uh. Bad tattoo lasts longer. Bad yeah, tattoo see, lasts longer. The, the fact that the Jamie Blue knows Lives the Matter. story I'm talking about is rare, <laughs> even though there's thousands of people who saw it. Those tattoos, everybody who meets that person is going to know that tattoo. 
That is true. I, I feel bad for like my buddy who is just a big history nut and is a history teacher. And he has in the font, we the people across his back. And that became like uh -oh. the the calling card for a lot of terrible folks. Yeah. And so now he's just like either got to cover up his entire shoulder blade to get it covered. Like, Why did he think that was a good idea? He, in the first place. he believed in the 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 foundations of this country and thought that like like that literally he wanted it he liked yeah. it but no like he like literally was like yes all men are created equal without any of the caveats that were written there during the, like when they wrote it like, like he tattoos and like all like with a carrot white man <laughs> <laughs> it gets really sketchy towards the lower back where they start talking about like uh the three-fourths like three-fifths yeah. agreement and stuff. yeah he's not getting um, that part covered up though he's keeping yeah. that part it's not the whole thing it just says we the people you should dot, get a three-fifths covered up <laughs> <laughs> uh dan were you i, I we, we kind of derailed things but do you want to talk more about being guard no i mean it's, it's definitely a thing that that changed in my life the more people died which is a weird thing to bring up abruptly but like there's no, no bring it up i love death i mean there, there's no reason for it that like i realized that i was doing that before and now i'm like well that didn't help <laughs> like mm -hmm. all those relationships could have been different and better had i not done that so like now if anybody is interested i whatever i'm an open book like it's yeah. all i'll put it all out I there think, i think that's why i do the thing of just being like trying to be nice to everybody like although i don't like give everyone all my information like but if i'm feeling some type of way i'll tell my friends uh, that type of way i'm feeling yeah but i i feel the same way i'm always like i'll tell someone a story and be like that was a lot but then i'm like wait life's short could die in five seconds i'd rather you yeah. have known that or than not yeah, yeah like I've, I've definitely started leaning into like the weirder things that i like and like not always weird but like the mascots thing is one thing where like i'm just all in on mascots and like to the point that like mascots followed me back and it's great but like which ones? Name, name. Stuff. Stuff followed me back. Jazz Bear interacted with, with me a bunch of times, but no longer Jazz Bear was me. on your uh, sick your sick episode. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Jazz Bear time. rules. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's stuff I like really that. I really want them to bring back Niles. I, we need to start the petition because the Islanders oh. don't need a fucking dragon to be their mascot. Yeah, that they makes need a no fucking sense. creep. Dude they need a, a creepy ginger with a with a goal light he's, on he's his head with a goal hat <laughs> yeah that's what that's what we deserve as islanders Guys, maybe you should be guarded about some stuff <laughs> nah, it's not it's, it's too late nah <laughs> fuck it we die mascots <laughs> but like, there's there's that I, and then like any anything that i'm into i don't pretend that i'm not anymore that like i definitely did a lot of that of like music that i listened to the most i would never talk about but then like the the bands that people wanted to talk about it'd be like oh yeah i like them the most <laughs> like i did mm -hmm. a ton yeah. of that and i i don't do that anymore like it's funny like people will make fun of me for doing the bird watching thing and i'm just like i don't i don't really make fun of anything you do and it's like so bizarre to hate on someone else as long as your hobby doesn't hurt anybody else yeah go for it yeah, and like it, it's so bizarre. Like one of my guy friends actually just had texted me. He was like, "Did you get to see anything fun yesterday?" And I like listed the birds that I saw. And then I was like, "Wait, was that what he was asking me?" This is so embarrassing. And I was like, "Why is it embarrassing?" Like, that's yeah. what, 
Yo, this was what I was stoked like, about. So yeah, that is the answer yeah. to the question. Right, and I, but I still had that in my head, like that, oh, is he just setting me up to make fun of me for this? And I was like, who cares if he was? I had a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, now you kind of have to roll with that. Do we want to see what the people tried to make a joke? Because obviously most of our friends are comedians, so they're obviously going to try to write some... Uh... Some bullshit guarded shit. Yeah, let's see what the people good? have to say. Uh, let's see. We we have um, a big ass shield. Great. Yeah. Thanks. You're perfectly guarded. I did kind of like the the phrasing. I'll give him that. But yeah, whatever. And then questions about my feelings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. I I would I would buy that as a real answer had this person not answered other questions we've asked in the past. If you're so guarded yeah. about it, just sit them all out. Seriously. Uh, questions with obvious answers. I got that one. That's, uh, yeah, sure. I, I get that one. I, I really understand that one of like, what? You, you obviously know the answer to the question you're asking me. So like, what's going on here? Like, mm-hmm. what do you need from me that you're asking me a question that like is that so much guarded or insecure i I think it makes me insecure but like i I mean i think i'm interpreting the person doing it is guarded about something that like they're looking for a way into a conversation they don't want to have so they're asking like a kind of an obvious question just to be like hey now that we're talking yeah i feel that way like sometimes people when they ask an obvious question i do the thing where i'm like I'm not sure if you're kidding or not, which is almost more rude. Yeah. Like someone asks a question, that's something I'm trying to do lately is just take it at face value and answer the question because it's like only makes someone feel worse if you're like, are you seriously asking me that? Yeah. Um, so I'm like trying to just take questions at face value. And if they're like, we're joking, so what? It'll... But people definitely get really weird about certain things. I'm For trying sure. to think, I feel like this happened to me recently. Like someone said something. I've had something closer I think to what. Bird question where I'm like, "Are you doing this to make fun of me?" And he's genuinely asking me a question. I'm like, yeah. "Am I guarded or insecure?" Both. Yeah, I, I mean, they definitely go hand in hand. They're like, when I'm insecure, I get guarded. Yeah. But like, oh, for, whatever. I lost the thought. Um, we have having feelings, which is both a sarcastic-ish answer and. Yeah, but I'd buy yep. it. Actually, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> that works. Fell right into yeah. the question. Thank you so much. I, I feel like if that's like feelings like dating feelings, like I feel like people do that where you're like, as soon as I have friends that like as soon as they actually like like someone, that's when they like pull back and are like, done, I'm done talking to this person. They, uh, like, I've seen that so at. many times with people and it is so upsetting because like as a, as like <clears throat> As the person outside looking in and like getting excited mm-hmm. that you're watching someone get excited and then they're just like, no, I'm done. It's like, but, but what happened? <laughs> like, yeah. Go, go you're do you're good. getting to the good part. Yeah, do the good for you. Go do it. Like, come on. I don't know. Seems suspicious. And I think we should end on this one uh, because, again, just a fun joke answer. And it's it, it takes you to a time and place. Yeah. Oh, you're not. Ta- I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, you take it. You, say, right. you have such a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. 
Two good men posted outside of my quarters with weapons forged from the finest steel in the land. Someone's played a little too much Skyrim, but we appreciate you and we appreciate you answering the question. I don't know that I would feel guarded because I don't know that I trust those people. <laughs> yeah, they have pointy weapons. Yeah, because if Everyone's they have got them, their price. I'm probably the guy who doesn't. I'm, I'm the guy that everybody is after, which means I'm the guy uh -oh. paying these people to watch. All it takes is someone else to come through and be like, hey, I'll give you twice. Yeah. Stab him yeah, in the throat. The door is being guarded, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Excellent work on guarding that door. You can open it and kill me anytime you like. Feel free. God, that would be such a fun bit of like, watch this door. And then it's like, <laughs> I, someone's trying to like barge in and he's like, no, 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 no. And opens the door to protect it. That'd be fun. Oh, let's do that as a sketch. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Tell Meg to write it. I, I stopped enjoying it halfway through saying it. So, <laughs> <laughs> You'll yeah, be that's, all right. that's all we got from the people. So, yeah, Jamie, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. It was, it was lovely to meet you. Let's yeah, you quickly. As well. And let's, Casey. Yes, Casey's yeah. great. She's she's in a spin class meeting right now. Yeah, shout um, out to Casey for dropping in. Shout out to the Mrs. Falzone Bruderman, soon to be. Uh, I don't know if she is hyphening, but I I, I like her last name better. <laughs> but than I mine. want her to. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a Felzone. Feel feelings is a wasted robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel Feelings Pod, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash Feel Feelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. Lord, such a professional show.